The Rebel Taxi Pizza Party Podcast. I'm Pan Pizza. Who are you people? I'm Izzy. I'm Misery. Or Princess Misery, whichever. Princess of what? I'm Pratt. I'm Snookum Scal or Carmen, whatever you want to call me. Who are you people? Who, what, what are you? Okay, it's in order. No, like literally, who are you people? Because we just randomly... This Avengers just came together, and I don't know half of you. This is like the Civil War, where it's like the lesser Avengers, I guess. You know, it's like we don't know you. Yeah, the B team. Who's Ant Man? Misery. You're, you can be Scarlet Witch, but um, who are you, Misery? Uh, I'm Princess Misery. I'm like an artist. Well, mostly like a freelance artist. I used to work as like a colorist for Camila Dorico, oh, and now I'm like mm-hmm. job hunting. But I, I, I tend to draw like a lot of um you know, really spooky stuff with, like, my vampire OCs or, like, cutesy shit because I'm a weeb. But nowadays, I'm, like, drawing Disney stuff, and I'm, like, a little embarrassed. But at the same time, I'm just, like, constantly drawing Pinocchio, and I'm, like, okay, I guess this is my life now. Is this the first goth we've had on the show? I am pretty much a goth, or at least <laughs> more so in the pastel goth spectrum, but, yeah. Oh, same. So, also, first <laughs> off, fuck off, Pan. What? I'm gothic. Oh, when, did, when did that happen? What are you talking about? I don't know. I just don't dress gothic around you for reasons. Oh, yeah. Well, I, well, what reasons would that be? You know, what what are you insinuating? I'm moving on. Yeah, I guess Pan just yeah, just Pan just found me in the uh, local uh, hot topic yeah. and said, "Hey, do you want to come in?" And I'm like, like, "Yeah." Oh, okay. I dragged this uh, goth person saying, "Hey, get on here." I don't know. But um, who's the next people? Uh, Pratt, who are you? Hi. I am a chthonic critter who uh, is basking in the abyssal sun. Also, are you, does that mean you're also goth? <laughs> goth number three. You could say that. <laughs> I also wrangle a fun poster parliament. I make effort posts on the internet, and I do uh, animation shit for um, Titmouse and Yada. Oh, boy. Cool. W- what do you do? Exactly. Hmm. I think most of the time I'm doing layouts and backgrounds and, you know, design-related stuff. Sometimes I do mm-hmm. boards and whatever. Any shows you worked on? Um, yes. Oh, I just uh, <laughs> finished working on Captain Underpants and... Cool Ooh, oh, fuck, what, what can I talk about? <laughs> hey, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like I'm wondering, like, how, what can you review at all, if at all? <laughs> okay, well, I can't talk about right now in the future, but I also worked on Breadwinners, uh, Home... Um, I can't remember. I worked on stuff. I worked on a lot of stuff. I worked on Future Worm. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh. Tough stuff. I remember in Comic-Con, somebody, I don't know, some crew of Future Worm just abandoned, like, this big Future Worm carcass, like, this suit someone walks around in, and they just left it in, like, some hall. <laughs> it's like, I could take this, and no one will stop me. Like, like a giant, like, Future Worm outfit, like, the worm himself. It, it was like a big piñata type thing, paper mache, and like you could wear it o- over your entire body, you know, some sort of mascot costume. And I th- I saw it there at Comic Con, and I was like, I could take that, and nobody would stop me. Yeah, just wear it out. Be the piñata. <laughs> what happened at Comic Con for Future Worm to be abandoned? 
Oh no, he probably yeah. probably went back to his time and left his uh, mortal shell. <laughs> yeah, Future Worm died back to its home timeline. <laughs> it's waiting for that yeah. lucky person to claim it. We also have one more guest. Yeah. And Snookums, who are you? Hello, I am Snookums Gal or Carmen. Uh, I am a professional animator in Vancouver. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. that Pratt and I are probably living in the same city. So, yeah, I've animated on Mega Man Fully Charged, and now oh. I am currently a shot finalist on the new Adam's Family movie. The Transformers will return after these messages. But first, this video is sponsored by Kitsu, who paid $100 on Patreon to get us to Momocon. They want to promote their art. Be sure to check out the links below to check out or buy their art. It's colorful and full of pitch black shading. That's sort of style, you know. Uh, that style. It looks really nice. Follow them on Twitter or whatever. Links below to their stuff. We now return to the Transformers. I've animated on Mega Man Fully Charged, and now I am currently a shot finalist on the new Adam's Family movie. Super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very. Yeah. I'm definitely looking uh, forward to that movie. Because they haven't done anything with Adam's Family in, like, freaking decades. Yeah, yeah. I've, I think the last, like, the live-action 90s movies was probably the last um, yeah. thing that they've done with that. Um, it's very interesting to see everyone's reactions to the trailer because so many people um like the biggest example of not knowing that it's like a cartoon property is they're like oh man what did they do to my boy gomez he's so fat and weird looking and (laughs) oh god i do see i do see quite a few people uh defending it in the case that it's actually based off of the comic strip from i believe it's like the 50s or 60s uh the the one shot little uh comic what are they called little cartoons and stuff like that yeah i forget i forget that the adams family is like really really old like mm-hmm. like it's been around for like decades and uh, doesn't feel that way in yeah. a sense Mm-mm. yeah because i'm sure most people are just familiar with the live action movies and nobody knows it's a cartoon mm-hmm. i don't know there's a lot of properties that i feel people aren't aware that it's based off someone else like nobody really cares about the books that are based on like forrest gump or mm-hmm. um charlie and the chocolate factory mm-hmm. or like um how to train your dragon from dreamworks um, oh yeah that's <laughs> those true those books are completely different the only thing that they have in, in yeah. common are the names yeah, I was gonna say like it's because like toothless in that version, it's like a little tiny scrawny little dragon. Yeah, he's like the size of like a house cat, and he's like uh, he's a big jerk, and um, he. The whole thing is that toothless can talk to. It was also based off of a book, oh. and it's like yeah, it's a very very different property, but like they're both charming in their own way. Same for Shrek and stuff. <laughs> yeah, Shrek was a book forgot about that book has nothing to do with the movie oh yeah that's right shrek was a book <laughs> i don't know i just love seeing the people's reactions to people freaking out that shrek was based off a book and also the smash mouth music was also true? a cover song or something it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, who who made the original smash mouth uh song then I do know that this, the all-star song we know from Shrek was first used in a different movie called uh, Mystery Men, if anybody remembers that movie. 
Wasn't it also used in uh, Digimon, the movie? Yeah, it was, <laughs> too. Which I think Digimon came before the Shrek yeah, movie. Yeah, it did. did. I think so. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, I know we talked about it before, but Digimon, the movie, literally has one of the best 2000 soundtracks. It is. It's a goddamn time capsule. It is. It's, like, very different from the Japanese version, for sure. It's, like, a very different tone and everything. Because they pretty much, like butchered like the japanese cut and they like got three separate short films and then just like sewed them together and try to make some sort of narrative to fit them all together and it just makes no sense yeah and they try to make it nope. hip with the kids sorry i'm not super familiar with digimon but there's that one scene where it's like the one kid is crying over something very personal in the japanese version but in the english dub they're just like oh why are you crying he's like i don't know i'm sad he's like stop crying he's like oh okay i feel better <laughs> oh. that that movie has I don't understand. A lot of reviewers like said it has a bad script, but there's so many good lines on that. <laughs> it's your pie. You buy. Uh, did you see that? No, I was sleeping. But you're the one <laughs> driving. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were essentially making a bridge series before the bridge series. It really yeah, is. Yeah. I've seen a couple rounds of like even like Yu-Gi-Oh dubs going around on Twitter. And just all the crazy stuff that Kaiba says. Oh, and the new one? Didn't he, like, do something where, like, they completely changed one of the scenes? Where he's like, fire this person. It shouldn't have... Cru he, like, crushes uh, something. I forgot what. Like, a communicator. And he throws it and he's, fire the guy who makes this. A Kaiba corpse thing shouldn't crush this easily. <laughs> isn't, isn't, like, you know, somebody smashing an, the object that they're trying to sell how the ds was made where they said like look if this thing doesn't like survive a five foot drop it's not worth it yeah um and also the ds is the console that's made it the highest point in like on earth because uh oh, i forgot shit. what mountain that is but the guys brought the ds and because it's cold resistant and doesn't like it doesn't break when you drop it they took them on their quest <laughs> oh so it survived being on like mount everest or whatever yeah damn yeah because the the original ds was such a like gigantic brick almost it just looked I, I remember hating the design so bad and i was like oh my god the ds light this looks so much better but i don't think it's as durable goodbye cigarettes oh i was just saying that i had like several ds's on me that like broke just because i was like oh I, you know i i thought like maybe i can just take it out and enjoy myself but then it's like oh whoops here's some spilled water oh no yeah. Rip my Animal Crossing. Damn. By the way, did you know that Animal Crossing just turned 18? Aw, oh, yeah. It can, it can <laughs> it's legal now. Isabel can say fuck. Now people can do all the things they want to Isabel. Like they just have now. now already. Just right now. That, no, that's never happened before. It's only happening right now that she's 18. So yeah, now it's okay to do what you want with Isabel. Right now. If you, Although if you did it before, you already lost. So no, it's over. Only yeah. the cool kids do it now. Yeah. <laughs> but you all, you you two who work on things, um, Pratt and um, Snookums, um, can you say anything about your things at all? Or what's coming up? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if you're allowed to say anything. <laughs> so I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's the thing that's, like, the tricky well, is that you you, you kind of just want to, like, say it out to people just so that it doesn't have to be a secret. But then you're like, ah, yes, I need employment. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything? Nothing. Currently, yeah. I'm working on The Addams Family. Uh, I can say that it's still in production. Um, it comes out in October. <laughs> um, 
can you explain to me what happened to my boy Gomez? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, he is a very handsome man. Yeah, he loves his tough. wife very much. Honestly, that is whoa, actually whoa. a very uh, cute thing that I've noticed. Like more as I've worked on those uh, on the movie, just like how much. Uh, they all like love each other like that's the core to the property um i do believe like a couple years ago there was like a tumblr post floating around when people actually use tumblr um that (laughs) sorry um that uh i think they took examples from the live action movie but it very much carries over to this property as well of just like how much they love each other they just have like a different way of showing it and like all throughout the movie um it's just very prominent that like everything that they do, they do out of love for each other, which I think is a very nice like message to show. Yeah, it's hmm. very like a close knit relationship, which is what hmm. I appreciate. It's not like you know most sitcoms who are like, oh, these this couple's fighting like constantly. It's like no, we need to have some positivity. You yeah, know? exactly. It's it's like oh well, you know the dad is a is a dumbass who you know the wife <laughs> just kind of tolerates because that's their family. Ha ha. But in this, it's like they they make mistakes, but they also like own up to their mistakes and talk it out, and they love each other. Well, because well, yeah. like a lot of people tend to like when they romanticize fictional relationships and like, I want me and my girlfriend to be like this. It's always like the Joker and Harley, which is like (laughs) really awful. Like they're, they're they're a bad relationship or Romeo and Juliet who fucking die. Um, (laughs) Like, like everyone really likes the really shitty ones. And I don't know if people can't just like, they don't completely know the stories and then maybe they're just fake fans, but these two Gomez and, uh, and Morticia, Um, they are, like the goals oh yeah absolutely yeah um yeah, and then we... the performances by uh oscar isaac who is gomez and charlie's theron or however you say her name um yeah like they, <laughs> i don't know i feel like they they actually like, try to put that into their performances i think um they could have just phoned it in just be like oh whatever like you don't see me so why should i care but they actually try. At least that's the way that I mm-hmm. feel when watching and well, listening I'm, to well, it. I'm very glad that it carried over into this version too, because mm-hmm. that's the core thing with the Morticia and Gomez. Like, it's a way better relationship than than the popular godship being like Jack and Sally. It's like, no, Gomez and Morticia should be like the new icons. Well, does Gomez and Morticia have a Blink One Eighty Two lyric for them? Yeah, uh, I cannot confirm <laughs> or deny. I'm sure the Adams family are mentioned in some pop punk song in the 2000s somewhere. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna like search that now. I'm just gonna search lyrics, Adam and, Go- uh, and Gomez and petition uh, and see if anything pops up. Ooh. Yeah, I think on like yeah, I think on Wikipedia they would list that like things in pop culture and they list all the things that they were ever referenced in. I mean, um, has everyone here seen the trailer? I have. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, they do reference other pop culture stuff. So, I mean, it could go back and forth. But, like, the one scene I'm particularly thinking of is the balloon scene where Wednesday's standing there and she's holding a red mm-hmm. balloon. And Morticia comes up and she goes, Strange, there's usually a murderous clown attached to the other end of these things. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's pretty cute. And it's, it's just kind of like a thing 
I think it's just it's just a nod for older audiences or even younger audiences who have actually seen it or at least know of it. <laughs> yeah. It always makes me super happy when these uh, CG animated like films do a super cartoony and non-realistic look of characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I love even that. Though, even though like I didn't really care too much for the sequels for Hotel Transylvania, I still really dig watching it exclusively because of the art style is so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what I, mean, I think you... is like missing from most of these CGI movies that are not as stylized. It's just very cookie cutter, like what Disney is doing. Not that I hate whatever mm-hmm. Disney's animating now. It's just that it feels like oh my God. so cookie cutter because it's like mm-hmm. oh, it's the same yeah. style over and over. Well, um. I do feel like um, it just depends on like the, like the source because it's from Disney, so it's going to have Disney aspects. Mm-hmm. Whereas like with uh, with at least like Adam's Family, personally, the way that I see it is that there are still a lot of influences from the other film that we made, which was Sausage Party. <laughs> um, did you work on sausage party i did not work on sausage party that was uh before i was even in the industry um what it was is um nitrogen studios which were responsible to uh, sausage party uh got bought out i believe it was late 2016 or maybe early 2017 they got bought out by cinesite which was a pre-existing bfx company based in montreal and then i think also ireland um but uh this this happens all the time in the industry um where just studios will just kind of consume other studios because money i don't Mm know um but the reason that i bring that up is because the directors who were on sausage party are also directing this i believe Uh, um so there's definitely certain style aspects that transfer over uh i know there are people who did work on sausage party who worked on this I mean, when you say style aspects from Sausage Party, I'm kind of concerned because there's lots of strange things that happen in Sausage yeah. Party. So <laughs> I, I don't know if that's going to happen in this family movie. Adam's <laughs> family it has about it's all about strange things. It makes sense. How strange can we go? Yeah. Okay. I I, I meant it more in like a, a character aspect, as in like yeah. the the pupils without the colored uh, irises. Oh yeah. And like the certain ways that the faces of the characters are designed and shaped Mm -hmm. um specifically kind of like the way that the eyebrows work is that they'll get very close to the eyes to mimic uh that of like 2d art where Mm -hmm. you can just draw the eyebrows wherever you want so challenge it is a challenge in 3d because stuff like that uh creates kind of more not technical problems, but like sometimes like the lighting and rendering will end up looking weird. So they have certain ways to work around it. I'm not very knowledgeable in the ways that yeah. they <laughs> accomplish that. But there's just like certain aspects I, that you pick up on, at least from an artistic yes. point. I see. I do like how a lot of these smaller studios are going for the more stylized route, oh, while the bigger ones like Disney and Pixar just stick to realism for the most mm-hmm. part. Well, I mean, it's probably a cost thing on top of being like trying to create a name for themselves because mm-hmm. the more realistic you make it, the more expensive it gets. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it's like too risky for Disney to like think outside of the box and try to be, you know, super, super stylized like they used to be in the 2D era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How- Remember that one paper sh- paper man short? Oh my gosh, like, my friends! Um, 
the my my uh my friends were so excited about that because even in college all I did was 2D animation and so I didn't get to go to SIGGRAPH that year and um the year that because like if you guys aren't familiar SIGGRAPH is like this uh big animation uh CG technology convention it's like I think LA and then somewhere else every other year like it changes and it's usually where Pixar and DreamWorks and them uh show whatever they're working on in some kind of like tech demo and so a lot of times you can see uh, pieces, clips, or um, or shorts before they actually air. And so they got to see Paper Man. And um, they got to actually see, like, how it works and, like, tech demos of it. And, like, they were so excited for me to see Paper Man. But Paper Man is so good. Yeah, I miss it. I miss when they when Disney actually tried. I mean, they do try, like, a lot of stylized um, um, shorts. But it doesn't really, you know, carry on to any of their big budget films, which is a shame. You can hear him, right? Pika Pika! Yeah, Pika Pika Pika, he's adorable. You're adorable. They can't understand me, kid. Can no one else hear him? I don't need a Pokemon. Then what about a world-class detective? Because if you want to find your pops, I'm your best bet. I do want to jump to something real quick. Uh, we were talking about eyes. And this is completely unrelated to everything else, but in the, uh, they did like a, a trailer for Pokemon, the Detective Pikachu oh, with God. like, with the cast, like they just had like fake auditions with the Pokemon. And, um, you know, speaking of eyes, the creepiest thing is when you realize that Psyduck, it doesn't have just one tiny little black dot for an eye. His entire mm-hmm. eye is just a white iris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's so cool how, uh, people, kind of like integrate these things into the design because I don't remember the artist's name right now, but there was a very uh, popular artist on DeviantArt who would do these realistic renditions of the of Pokemon and would come up with these really unique ways to explain why certain characters look the way they do. Um, they actually got them for the Detective Pikachu movie to like help with these design choices. Um, like for example, they have like the the Hontor and Ghastly and Gengar lines or whatever. And I believe the way that they um, explained those Pokemon were that they were just like big bugs, like big butterflies or something like that. Uh, I'm maybe wrong. I'm trying to remember it right now off the top of my head. I can go look it up. But, By the way, uh, the artist <laughs> the artist name is mm-hmm. R. J. Palmer. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Um, but yeah, they just came up with really interesting solutions to uh, adapt these design elements into quote unquote realism. So yeah, having something like that with Psyduck's iris be like the entirety of its eye, like it totally makes sense, but is also faithful to the original design. But mm-hmm. just it's very cool to see the workarounds that people give to these things. I do have to say, a lot of the Pokemon that's in the um in that like video where they reveal them and there's no background. It's just um, like the set uh, like Charizard for the first time looks good to me. I didn't think he looked good at any mm-hmm. of the trailer clips and I don't know if it's because of perspective or what, but finally it looked like yeah. Charizard. Speaking of um, RJ Palmer, the character designer for uh, detective Pikachu, the movie, uh, <laughs> I have a friend who's a f- friend with him. So we might get RJ on the uh, podcast in a, f- a month or two Ooh, after exciting. the movie comes out. Oh, well, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
but I'm kind of worried about the... Tra- I, I'm too afraid to see any more trailers, but it's like, is the final scene in this movie with Mewtwo? Did they spoil that? I don't know. Yeah, how do you guys feel about that? Like, uh, do you think it would have been better to be like a reveal that no one knew about? Yeah, or do you think they I have didn't something think bigger? it would have been better to not reveal that, it. That is, assume, that is assuming it is the final scene of the movie. They could, they could uh, always just, because uh, what can you do that's bigger and more fan servicey than uh, Mewtwo? Some guy with a gun. Got it. You're right. Pikachu Nailed it. Fun. I mean, <laughs> what what kind of gun does a uh, Detective Pikachu carry? Uh, six shooter. <laughs> six shooter. <laughs> I mean, it's a very realistic world. They have to get real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pikachu don't, don't need his electricity anymore. It hurts him every time he uses it. Mm. It's the oh, Quake 3 no. lightning gun. That's getting yeah. too dark and gritty. Oh, no. <laughs> no, he uses a taser. <laughs> oh, have you guys seen anything from the Mewtwo Returns uh, remake that's in CG? All right, they're making like a what? new CG Pokemon movie or something. Yeah, yeah, so so what they're doing is they're just doing a shot-for-shot shot remake of the original 2D film, but this time Why? in 3D. Yeah, I see Why? how it looks, and it looks kind of weird i'm just so used to mm-hmm. seeing in 2d that the 3d rendering is kind of like uh, okay is, is it really shot for shot it like, looks is that like necessary? It, every every image we've seen from it is literally a, there's a counterpart from the original film. Uh, what i think I that's the point is when is there going to be a new digimon movie oh please <laughs> <laughs> someday i haven't i don't know has digimon really done anything recent that's like good like um try was okay existed was good yeah they could try harder it'd be great (laughs) (laughs) oh it's quality over uh quantity i believe well i'm sure i'm sure like we'll get a like a digimon movie if detective pikachu comes out or they'll just call it like what what isn't there like cyber sleuth or something yeah Agumon Cyber, Cyber Sleuth. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. I just want to have like a series of live action movies based off of video games and monsters. Yeah. So like I want a Monster Rancher detective story. I want a Digimon detective oh story. <laughs> It'll be like the fucking 70s with like Scooby-Doo and like a Punch, a punch Buggy or whatever his name was. A Captain Caveman where it's just buggy. these mystery shows. On, speed Buggy. <laughs> Who cares about Speed Buggy? Don't you take that back. Yeah, if I I would like slice uh speed buggy's tires, I don't give I don't care. You fucker. Did you guys see the <laughs> Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated episode where um it's a it's, oh, it, they decided to do it in the traditional Hanna Barbera style, so they didn't have to redesign um the all the cameos. But it's an episode mm-hmm. of Scooby Doo that has Speed Buggy, the Funky Phantom, uh Captain Caveman, and Jab I know Jabber- was it Jabberjaw? Yeah, Jabberjaw. Yeah, so it's, it, they they explain it as Scooby having a yeah. fever dream. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think Metabots, like if we're going by like 90s anime, um, Metabots would work. Possibly. What about Flint the Time Detective? Uh, Metabots <laughs> oh, detective oh, yeah. stories. I mean, he's it's already a detective, so that'll work if anyone remembers uh, Flint the Time Detective. I love that show. It's got a good theme song. Now, back from prehistoric time. Defending 
the villain's like a dominatrix Jessie. Pretty much, Damn. yeah. She was just wearing that like tight leather red outfit, and it's like, hey, this is pretty. This is kind of inappropriate. I don't know about this Pan, show. Do us a but, favor. Can you explain the plot to Flint the Time Detective? Uh, if I can remember it, but essentially, like, uh, some kid, some caveman kid, and his dad get consumed by a volcano. Like they get, I think that's what happened. They, they like, get fossilized. Yeah, they get fossilized, but doesn't all like lava overtake them or something? Right, so so basically, they could revive the kid, but the dad they couldn't fix him. So he become they they mold him into a hammer for the kid to use. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I don't know. It's just and a quirky idea. It's, it's a it's the future, and like for some reason, these two kids meet a scientist, and the scientists tell him like, "Hey, we need you to find these evil eggs or something, and go back to the past." Right, and. And these kids, these kids look so generic, if I'm remembering correctly. They kind of look like not the movie versions of Di Dino City, but the video game versions of Dino City kids. What's Dino City? You don't know what Dino City is? I think no. I know it from the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I. Uh, this is this is a thing, yeah. There was a video like game the on the Super Nintendo, which you get to ride dinosaurs. And it, it looks nothing like the movie it's based off of. I'm looking at this Dino City cover, and it's a it's a T Rex wearing a leather jacket and some sneakers, uh, <laughs> chilling out with his kid on a skateboard and and headphones. That is so nineties. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Flint the Time Detective. I recall there was this one episode. I think like it has like a this one clip has a lot of views on YouTube. But there's a scene where the girl is like growing in size and her clothes are slowly ripping off. And then the some blue guy, this blue vampire guy just comes out of nowhere and throws like a rose at her. And then she poofs and then she's wearing like this weird kinky bunny outfit. <laughs> and I remember that, that that episode weirdly for some reason. And I see a lot of people also remember that episode. So if you look up Flint time detective inflation. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's, kinda, this is the only show's claim to fame. It kind of makes me think of that one Dexter's Laboratory episode. Didn't they? Oh, the one where... Didn't hmm. uh, in this show... Oh, God, I just found the clip. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. I wasn't actually looking. I was just literally going Google image search Flint the Time Detective to like kind of revive some memories. And so I think yeah. the plot line is that as these little egg monster creatures, like little tiny ones, are getting <laughs> mutated into bigger creatures... Yeah. What? Oh my god. Yeah, there was a good. Oh my god. There, there I, I like recognize a... the shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was on Fox Kids. Oh my fucking god. Probably for like a season. Yeah. yeah like they they would have like three. I think three versions. Like a a default tiny version, a a bigger good version, a bigger evil version. What and then there was this fuck? guy with like um. I remember the frog, and then there's a guy with like squiggly lines on his side. I think it's supposed to be whiskers. Yeah, he's like, what's a mudkip? You know, like those creatures that a mudkip is based exactly. on. Axolotls. Yeah, axolotl. I guess so. I can't pronounce it correctly. Yeah, I guess. So, I, those, I those are the minions. Just got some. Like, I just, I just oh. went out and bought some. Yeah. <laughs> I got to pat one. They're they're very cute. Sorry, why 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 were you bringing that up, Pam? Oh, those were the minions. Yeah, because the minions were like a frog in that animal that you just referenced. You know, mudkip. Yeah, it's the official it. name of the animal, Mudkips. I don't know, but like they would go, they would time travel, and their time traveling uh, vehicle was like a, a Scooty Puff Junior, this <laughs> dinosaur you ride on, 
<laughs> it looks so lame. Okay, so hot take. The one of my favorite. I think I'm, I'm going to go on the limb and just say the best um, anime kids like thing, like a battle beat. I really like Battle Beatabon's theme song. Have you guys heard it? Oh yeah, you said it was like a mixture of every mu- music genre oh, ever. Okay, so we have talked about it before. Okay. Going back, but one thing about Flint the Time Detective, it's kind of like Time Squad, where these little Pokemon-like creatures affect the past. And apparently, um, the only reason why I think Da Vinci was ever a good artist is because one of these creatures pecked his arm and it gave him the power to draw. So this whole time, Da Vinci was a freaking hack. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? It changes everything. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, wow, it's like, wait, way to shit on Da Vinci. Like, you, you people are not going to like the uh, the Martin Luther King Jr. episode. It's, oh, it's really weird. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> there is none, but I, I, I imagine if there was, it'd be horrible. Oh. We can start a Kickstarter right now. We can make it happen. Bring back, Monco- bring back this and Moncoli Nights. Oh, my God. What's Moncoli Nights? Exactly. It, it, it also aired around the same time on Fox Kids. Okay. Mon Coley Knights. I I remember liking being attracted to the the female lead as a kid, and I know nothing else about that show at all. Mm-hmm. Man, Fox Kids. Like that's got me really nostalgic. I loved Fox Kids. Yeah. Whatever happened. Uh, what was better? Uh, it became the Fox Box, and then Four Kids Entertainment. But yeah, like around the two thousands, like late nineties, they kind of gave up and said, "Look, let's just buy anime." We don't care. It's already done. Just get anime out there. My favorite anime is actually a French anime. Oh, (laughs) miraculous! Which one? Is it Code Lyoko? No, food. I mean, kind of. No, Code Spies. I was gonna say Cyber Six. I knew it. Yes, I'm thinking of. I'm looking at you, Snookums. I'm like Canadians. Canadians would know. Yeah, I was thinking about it. It was on what Teletoon at like 9 p.m. or so. I remember like. Yeah. yeah, when it when it came out in um it was first on YTV and Fox and like they didn't air half the episodes in the states because <laughs> well it's it basically what were they a boot <laughs> it basically involves the main character cross dressing during the daytime yeah <laughs> it's it's very queer <laughs> it's it's great it's really interesting though because the main comic is actually like. An adult comic, like they just any chance that the uh, artist slash author got would just show the main character's tits, wow. just unapologetically. <laughs> and then I don't know. I actually I have the comic bookmarked. I just haven't read it yet. Oh, but, yeah, that's um, good. The the TV show is just so cool. I just like that theme song is just so rad. Oh, okay. I wish they would release it in HD. Because I don't think you can find uh, a, find an actual true HD version of it, but it's very cool. But yeah, this whole time that you guys are talking about like '90s, early 2000s anime, I was trying to uh, think of a way to bring it up. Bring so, that. Up. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for bringing that up. Oh, I mean, at least there's a DVD of it, thankfully. But, is there? Uh, is there a DVD? Yeah, there's. I got the DVD. Someone, some fan sent it to me. Okay. But uh, also, I, I you guys should check out this cartoon that I feel would be like it's another superhero. Well, not superhero, but also a female lead that came out around the late '90s. It's called um, Legend of Calamity Jane, a cartoon series. It kind of does look like the Bruce Tim style in a way, but it's a western and it's like it, it was on Kids WB in America for like. 
two weeks and then it was gone because it was too violent because they, they had like real ammunition and everything it was actually a pretty ambitious show but it's been buried and i talked about it once and it's just it like does, you know it's such it a hidden gem familiar maybe i've seen it talk about in your video before yeah it was like the one western cartoon i talked about ever so yeah <laughs> it's really cool but i like to pretend it's like associated with the uh, you know, uh, Cyber Six, since it's two super uh, female leads for an obscure cartoon nobody remembers that are from French. I, I, I kind of want to buy Cyber Six and like do like a viewing party at my home. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that'd be fun. I'm doing it. I just bought it. I think my favorite thing about that, besides obviously like the plot or whatever, is just the setting because I didn't know Argentina existed. So I'm like, why is there a European city <laughs> in the jungle? <laughs> oh, I got confused with Cyber 6. I remember there was a show on Fox Kids also. It was called Cyber 9, but it was Cyber with an X. Uh, and this is like the that's time always... of extreme Ghostbusters and shit. Yeah, pretty I, okay. much. So, so legit, legit, legitimately, I am I'm rewatching Extreme Ghostbusters right now because it was my favorite show as a kid. Like I have I have uh, Kylie and Eduardo action figures still in box, um, and I absolutely love it. It's it 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 holds up pretty good, except for every episode just randomly when they as soon as they capture the ghost. It's like two seconds later, the episode's over. Like yeah. they don't wrap up, they don't really like, show <laughs> any changes or like oh, because yeah, the characters' arcs don't wrap up. It's just like okay, we did it. Okay, cool, and then it just boom, you know, intro. Credits. Yeah, and um, but I really want to do a video about it. yeah because it is prog it is aggressively progressive. Not only do they have like um, like a member of each race in there, but one of the guys is in a wheelchair. Oh yeah, who never got a toy. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, yeah. Literally, I think that he, he they have a prototype and he was they weren't going to give him an actual wheelchair. They were going to give him like a Xavier like styled battle tank yeah. wheelchair thing. Also, he was voiced by Max Goof from a Goofy movie. Oh. That's something. I can't believe they canceled Pelswick too soon. <laughs> <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, I was like, well, speaking of wheelchairs, Pelswick was a oh, thing. Yeah. Was that on that show on Nickelodeon? Yeah, it, was on, it came out around like the same day as like As Told by Ginger. Yeah, I definitely seen that. When I saw As Told by Ginger, I was in that stage of boydom where I was just like, I don't, I felt uncomfortable watching girl shows because I was <laughs> not supposed to. And I was scared like parents would watch, oh. you know, like walk in and like start questioning things. So I kept like changing the channel. I was very embarrassed by it. I did the same too. Sailor Moon was on. I hope no one sees me watching yeah. this cartoon with a girl in it. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously now I'm cool with it, but it's just like at the time I was just like I I was really insecure about my uh, at the time manhood. So you got on HRT and you just went straight into the uh, marathon viewing the entire series. I am tonight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is it streaming anywhere? Is that Netflix? Um, hmm. It's probably streaming places where you can get a billion viruses before you press play. There's a there's a weird app on the Xbox called Tubi. Tubi? <laughs> no. Yeah, and it has a lot of stuff on it, and it looks like it. I legitimately thought it was like a like a like a bootleg app or something. But it checks out. It's legal. You just have to watch ads between episodes. But it has stuff like the original, um, the Super Mario Super Show. Mm. 
uh, all the Transformers series and um, and a bunch of weird obscure anime. So I'm kind of curious if like Flint the Time Detective's on there. I mean, I guess it's um, kind of the same as cr- Cracked, where they were just like, hey, here's Jackie Chan Adventures and a bunch of stuff. Uh, Nobody remembers. Yeah. <laughs> Love Jackie Chan. Okay. Uh, Jackie Chan Adventures. I watched it on, when it was on Netflix for a bit, and I there was a season I didn't even know happened. Hmm. This is the, the final one with the dragons? Yeah, yeah, where they replaced the main um, like henchman that's been in the series, and oh, kind yeah. of the best part of the show. And they replaced him with some gangster guys. Like super generic characters. Like I'm a scout. Together, we try to stay one step ahead of these guys. It beats having a very bad day. Jackie Chan Adventures, Monday through Thursday at 8 on Cartoon Network. Yeah, they, look, they, they, were, they were running out of steam. That show was just going on endlessly. How many seasons? <laughs> How many seasons did it have? Like four, I think. Wow. Eh, not that oh, bad. Oh, oh, here's a little bit. So um, I think it was the third season. They did a thing where they meant to like they had they have two types of episodes. They have filler and then they have story episodes. And there's only like seven story episodes or something like that, like seven or 13. And then there's like this 20 episodes of filler. And the original plan was to air the filler in between the uh, the things so they can pad out the actual episodes that are dedicated to the season long arc. Instead, mm. they aired all the episodes together the, the, that have the plot line, and then it was just twenty like twenty weeks of filler. Yeah, oh. I think. Yeah, I think some of the episodes for Jackie Chan Adventures were out of order. Like, um, I remember the, those main thugs. Those I remember like midway through the series, they turned orange and were like demons. Now I remember that. I was like, yeah. uh, for me, like the weird time skip because I remember I stopped watching that show and then I came back a year later and I watched it again. And it was kind of like, you know, picking up Naruto. What's going on? To like, bring it, um, well, just to, to bring it back to your work on Captain Underpants, did you work on both seasons? Yeah. <laughs> what? Did you work on both seasons? Yes. Okay, because, uh. like, the first season is pretty much just, like, filler, one-off episodes. And then the second season, they're like, ah, yes, let's have an overarching plot of Melvin from the future as the principal. And I'm like, <laughs> why this direction? Is, there, is, that, is that anything <laughs> that you can talk about? Because I'm, I'm curious. I do have other friends who work at Titmouse and on the series that I could also ask. But... I mean, honestly, I'd probably speculate. I'd say, like, maybe the writers have probably loosened up and are like, you know, let's do something fun with this rather than no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I felt like um, oh gosh, uh, when I was working on Mega Man, I remember just like reading the scripts and watching the storyboards and stuff like that. And at first, um, I don't know how much of if anyone's seen much of Mega Man, uh, fully charged that is the newer season. Yeah. Um, in the first like ten episodes or so, or like the eleven minute ten episodes, um, are very like filler-ish and not much plot to be had and then all of a sudden they get to like this two-parter it's like ah yes all this plot here's the main bad guy coming at them and you're just like whoa where did this come from and i do remember asking one of my leads and i was like hey so um i like i realized that there's kind of like this discrepancy and she was like well yeah see i think the um the writers at first kind of wanted it more just you know monster of the week or whatever but then a lot of writers and showmakers are realizing that like plot driven 
uh, series are very popular. Like, look at Steven Universe and the later seasons of Adventure Time. So I guess they decided to kind of add that more to it. Perhaps that was like their idea from the beginning, because all shows kind of start off a bit fillerish just to give you the idea of what the characters are like. But it was very interesting to see that kind of evolve as I was working on it. Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of it was also because it's like um, in production, we don't really hear if something's getting renewed until, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. writing is already done. They do their thing and then it's down to uh, production and production's in the middle of it and writing basically has to get back into it. If You know, they hear after the long finish and some people have moved off. Mm-hmm. Um Season two, guys, yeah. And then people are like, what? Oh, shit, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, Pratt, you work at Titmouse. I know, like, one other person that works there. I'm just curious if you're friends with them or know them. Um, Do you know Colin Fleming? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. There's, like, five, like, four or five hundred people here or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I I figure it's it's worth trying. I want to be like, oh, cool. Just to add to that, Titmouse does have, was it three yes. studios? There's LA, Vancouver, yeah. and like, is there New York or something as well? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> so, right. I, was, I automatically just assumed yeah. um, Colin well, would be at LA. Yeah, I know a lot of people at, um, at both. Well, actually, not as much now because a lot of my friends have uh, moved to other studios, but yeah. Yeah. The yeah, Vancouver one is the biggest. Yeah, and then same with uh, DHX at Vancouver because they like ate up a whole bunch of other smaller studios like Studio B and Nerdcore oh. and stuff like that. So a lot of like the people who work there were still working at DHX, but it's like a five-story building with like two shows on every floor. Because uh, <sighs> when I yeah when I was working on Mega Man, on the other side of the floor was the entire Carmen San Diego team. So. <laughs> That I like driving fun. by DHX in my car and blasting Joyride when people are outside smoking. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> On my way to Titmouse. <laughs> hilarious. I'm wondering if I ever heard you. Oh, probably. I have myself in my car. <laughs> Gosh, um, the, yeah, I hated that smoker's pit. It was in a very unfortunate spot because it's like to walk to the front door, they had the smoker's pit like in in the way to get there. So I always had to hold my breath past there. But, DH, um, DHX is a nice fucking building, though. Oh, it's an absolutely beautiful building, and there's roof access, and you can see all of Vancouver. Yeah, but I have a question. I see a beer tap, like, in the kitchenette. Does it actually work? Is it just like... No, not as far as I knew. <laughs> I Get hammered and make cartoons. Yeah, really. They, um, <laughs> they actually did filming for... Oh, gosh, what was the show? I think it was Charmed? I think that I think that's some show about some witches and wizards or something like that. But they actually filmed yeah. at the studio, and uh, I don't know like what the plot or whatever that they were filming. But they left. Um, oh gosh, I can't even remember the words now. I'll have to ask some of my coworkers. But they left like a big prop um, uh, lettering above the kitchen, and I don't know. It said something like imagine or believe or something silly like that and it wasn't there before they filmed but then they left and they just kept the words up there and they're like oh i guess it's ours now that's <laughs> great i really like when studios accumulate like shit yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very cool environment i'm glad that i got to work there yeah dhx mm-hmm. were they deke entertainment before um, um no it was um 
Oh no, oh, the thinking cookie jar. Um, they're based in Halifax. <laughs> yeah, DHX the the, the first, like the main thing is from Halifax, and then they have like Toronto is mostly where they do the um, like advertisement and all like the business stuff, and then Vancouver is where mm-hmm. they do most of the cartoons. Um, Deke Entertainment Corporation was uh, a production company. Oh, uh, pretty cool. Okay. So, oh, yeah, I was wondering, the like, Deke is... Library is currently owned by DHX Media after DHX yeah. acquired the Cookie Jar Group uh, in October of 2012. Yeah, because I was wondering, like, is there anything, any leftover remains of Deke, um, like any banners or whatever? Not that I know of of Deke, um, but they do have a lot of stuff from Studio B and Nerdcore. Um, yeah. Nerdcore did like Slugterra, they did League of Super Evil, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, they did the first season of The Deep. I think they also did Chopsucky Chooks, maybe? Um, I don't think so, maybe? Like, Cartoon Network got a lot of, a, a bunch of shows from them, I believe, around like the mid-2000s, mid-late 2000s. Sorry, uh, to go back to like the original question, like, if they had Deke stuff, no, unfortunately, not that I saw, but they had a lot of nerdcore stuff, um, hmm. and Studio B, so I don't know if many non-Canadians know of, like, Being Ian, but they oh had, like, God. yeah, they had free shirts <laughs> for Being Ian, uh, and How many people had, like, actually wear those? <laughs> who wants to be Ian? <laughs> me <laughs> he's great yeah. um he had or sorry they had um leftover crew shirts from being Ian, and we had like a studio barbecue and they're like here just take all our leftover inventory Please. of these <laughs> other shows that we don't work on so i <laughs> take this shirt <laughs> yeah crew shirt of being Ian. they also had stuff from uh yvonne of the yukon um, oh, oh yeah. yeah! I didn't. Uh, I, I I was like, oh, being Ian was a bit more special in in my mind, but I'm sure other people would think otherwise and would want Yvonne of the Yukon stuff. I don't know why. Oh, our friend uh, Malik, the cartoon gamer, just did a video on like Yukon and that uh, Ian show yeah. just just like days ago. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I you you just retweeted the video about it. And I actually yeah. like found him through that way, and I was actually having some DMs with him yesterday about it, just talking about how much like nostalgia he just brought up. Because I just I watch so many uh, cartoon animation movie reviews while I'm working because you're sitting there at the computer for like you know eight nine hours. Yeah, you need something in the background. So I often listen to your guys' stuff and i'm like oh yes this now i kind of feel guilty because if there's something i said and then you're just like the, i, I don't know i imagine you or somebody else saying like the fuck did he say i worked really hard on that <laughs> if i give a negative review to something no it's 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 oh, totally no. fine like it's um it's something where hard to remember that not everyone knows kind of like the insider info that you know so they're just viewing it from an outsider perspective uh-huh. So sometimes yeah. there will be kind of statements where you're like, well, that's not really the case, but you can't just be like, um, actually, Pan, Mega Man is not oh. a human. He is a robot. He just looks like a human. Like, I'm not going out of my way to say that to you. Oh, did I <laughs> did I make that mistake? You did, but I didn't want oh, to crap. call you out, but I just kind of did, so I'm sorry. Uh-oh. Okay, because I was because I remember I saw like the the, the preview at Comic Con, and I was like, was he a human in this yeah, canon it, it or is no? Kind of not 
specifically said outright, but he's he is a robot. He's a robot boy, but he just happens to be the most advanced robot who looks like yeah. a human. Oh. Like I forget why. Uh, I cannot <laughs> confirm or deny. He is also supposed to be around uh, ten years of mentality. So yeah, okay, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, protect, too. protect the ten-year-old android. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Someone asked me something. Rope. Hmm. Someone like in general. Someone or? asked if anyone remembers Toy Warrior from Super Slime. Oh, oh, I remember that. I don't. I don't know. I okay. I have the pilot saved on my hard drive somewhere, but essentially it was some pilot by Cartoon Network. I guess it was trying to be their next Ben Ten. And it didn't take off. Oh, so it's like a failed replica. I guess so, but uh, I do remember the, the there was like this theme song in the end credits, and it's the lamest '80s sounding theme song I've ever heard, and it came out in the 2000s. Uh. <laughs> yes, oh one. yeah. <laughs> it didn't age to begin with. No, it was, well, I don't know. I gotta look into that because some people recognize it. Did wh who brought that up? Like, did any of you work on that or what? Uh, no, it's before so... our times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just googled it because I unfortunately don't remember it, but I guess someone here does. And I just saw like, yeah. a picture of fucking the guy from uh, Chuck from Chuck's Choice. If anyone's ever heard of that, I don't know. Chuck's <laughs> Choice. <laughs> and then I got some some fan art of Atomic Betty and the guy from Toy Warrior. So, you know, it's a popular show when fan art is, you know, the only uh, noticeable thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, sometimes when I, I'm trying to find like still images for videos on cartoons, and usually I just find fan art or hor horrible fetish art. It's like I just want some official art, and there's n almost nothing in high quality. Yeah, really. Big oof. Wait, wait, wait. Is there any news we need oh, to talk about? Lion King? Oh, yeah. They made a bo more boring version of yeah. Lion King. <laughs> it's just brown, 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 brown. It's all meshes together. Because, well, like, I would be into this Lion King if they removed all voice acting and it's just straight up like a like pretend the, documentary, but, like, you have Morgan Freeman no. narrating. <laughs> I would be oh, yeah. so into it. That'd be great. Yeah. I want real fake animals. Uh, Star yeah. Wars did a thing. I'm not. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, so me neither. They, they, There's a sure video game. Characters on a screen. Yeah. They're making a yeah. Star War. What? What does the final Star Wars? Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, that uh, and the theme park I think is opening next month for like Star Wars Land. Yeah. Oh, oh, I saw like photos of like Star Wars Land's uh, Coca-Cola thing. Like they have like Coke and Sprites like in these like canisters, these ball canisters, and they look really awesome for the Star Wars theme park. Part of the park. It looks awesome. Yeah, but it looks like Ugh. there's like less drink in there because of how small it looks. 
but it looks cool. You're not buying a drink. You're buying a novelty yeah, souvenir. Yeah, it's, it's about the experience misery, you know? <laughs> the experience of what, Pan? Looking at it? Being in a Star War. You know, this is what they drink in the Star Wars. Yeah, that's how Disney gets you. Like, yeah. I, I hope. I hope there's at least one scene in the new one where they pull out the uh, not Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, time oh, for something. Huh. Um, the Simpsons did a uh, parody of the fact they're now part of the Disney family. Uh, yeah. Oh, great. It's a, a really dumb, self-aware thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like, hey, we're owned by Disney now, so are you guys excited for Disney Plus? Um, kinda. Um, well, no. I don't even it's know got if... 30 seasons. I don't even know if it'll be available in Canada, because, you know, we make everything for you guys, but we get the leftovers when it's actually made. I just hope that they build a Sneed's Feed and Seed at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that joke at all. What does that mean? That's not the get. <laughs> What's the joke? I don't understand seeds, sneeds, and feeds, or whatever it was. If I have to explain it to you, then it's not a joke. <laughs> I hate it. I don't understand if it is supposed to be a joke, an inside joke, or the joke that it's not supposed to be a joke. I don't understand. So they're making a Mighty Mouse feature at Paramount. Mighty Mouse, yeah. I've heard Mighty Remember Mouse when he Coke. Wasn't there a scene in, like, the 80s or 90s cartoon where he just snorted coke? But he, like, sniffed a fragrance that someone gave him earlier. And and so it was supposed to be, like, the symbolic thing of, like, remembering the person according to the, the mm-hmm. director. But that guy didn't work in animation in a while afterwards. I think it was, think like, Don that... Bluth? Or was no, it... no, it was a guy who did Fritz the Cat. Oh, Ralph Bakshi? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. First, I'm 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 an idiot, and I sometimes get Don Bluth and Ralph Bakshi confused. I don't know why I'm an idiot. Their last names start with B, so yeah. Supposedly, there is a Scooby Doo live action stage show. In the uh, world. I heard that. <laughs> I don't know how to feel um, about it. Scooby Doo has been like adapted so many times, and just like, can we get it over with already? <laughs> or at least yeah. get like you know an interesting concept that hasn't it's... been done before. They did. It Could was called doing. Mystery Incorporated, and then no one watched yeah. it. <laughs> I liked it's it. Very cute. Hey. It's very cute. very well done. It was mistreated. <laughs> it, the problem with Mystery Incorporated was it was the second season was aired in a death slot. Like I think it was like at noon or one in the in the like on school days, so oh. no one was watching it, and they aired a new episode every day until they ran out. Damn. Wow. Oh. They did the same thing to Ben Ten Omniverse. They're also doing the. They also did the same thing to Mega Man Fully Charged. Oh yeah, Cartoon Network doesn't care about like third party shows. Like it's either their shows or Team Tens Go, and everything else gets put yeah, on. Yeah, I 6 think also Vanicula like, got like pushed into like the very early mornings on Sundays, unfortunately. Yeah, but I guess at least you can watch all those shows on the Boomerang streaming app. Boomer, but Mystery Incorporated is really good. Not only is the entire plot about Cthulhu, <laughs> technically speaking, <laughs> Velma's a lesbian. So. Wow, based. Ooh, canon. <laughs> I mean, it, it, obviously, it's really easy to win me over. Questions. If anybody has a question, be sure to start out with the word question so it's easier to find. And our first question is from the YouTube. It says, uh, Lyle Smash. Question. You're in a Pleasantsville scenario, but you end up in the last show you watched. What show are, are you in and how do you change it? What, what, okay, 
the last show you what if you were what if you were transported in, no um, what if you were transported into the last show you watched fuck chilling adventures of sabrina oh shit is that any good <laughs> i like it oh, i thought mm-hmm. it was okay i watched american guides that'd be pretty cool <laughs> no wait i watched the great British baking show. Oh, wow. that's not so bad. That's based in reality. You'll be fine. And it's gonna be the most com. Okay, have you watched this show? No. Uh, I haven't watched it either. The girl I brought home wanted to watch it, and uh, I didn't technically watch it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, Whoa! But like, but <laughs> she was like, "You gotta watch this show, Izzy. You gotta watch it. It's so relaxing. Like, here, listen to this, and and the like the you know how, like." reality tv shows like add like this like ding and such to make it like more like anxiety ridden to get you like yeah. pumped it is the most relaxing music for the frustration yeah. parts like it's so chill <laughs> hmm. i fell asleep that's what i'm saying yeah. although if you get transported into this uh, world uh, you you can't leave the studio that's set in that's the rule can't well, leave. I, I would probably like to live in like uh. one of the disney worlds but at the same time i feel like i'll get killed easily <laughs> oh no i don't know unless I'm it's just, like pinocchio but then again there's like this extremely shady universe where boys get kidnapped and i'm like eh. I don't know. Yeah, you're fine. That's just called reality. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, last thing I watched was The Simpsons, and it was the episode where a bear was walking around town. So, yeah, I think I'd be fine. I'm so <laughs> that new glad world. it's restricted it old episode. to TV shows because I saw The Signal, the 2007 movie, The Signal, last night. <laughs> I f- huh, what movie was that again? Let me look that up. Signal. 2007. Um, right before I uh, entered this call, my mom was watching reruns of Fire Rescue. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, good luck with that. Yep. <laughs> I'll just drink all the alcohol in a failing bar. All right, but next question, um, Master Pikachu 97 says, "Question: Thoughts on the leaked stage builder option in Smash Ultimate? What? Who cares? It sure is an option." That will happen. I don't, right. I don't like I don't playing wanna... games for babies. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. What the heck's Whoa. your problem? I, I think, yeah. I mean, I... it's, it's wow. cool all, but it's not, you, like, you know it's not going to get online support. So, like, what's the point? Oh, well, man. it really depends. Because right now, we don't know if the stage builder is going to be, like, Brawl or, or, or um, the fourth game. But, like... It, Honestly, it needs to be upgraded. If it's just what we got previously, then fuck it. I don't yeah. care. I don't want to play on like a little couple of blocks and I that looks ugly. No, thank you. The same just... generic four or five like backdrops and then like generic looking things. No, give us assets from the other level. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that it'd be too ambitious to do what I want them to do, which is something like Little Big Planets customization stuff, you know, because that because I think Little Big Planets the pinnacle of customization. Ah. I think Smash should have a base building option like in Fortnite. Like <laughs> like, yeah, I, like a 2D oh, Fortnite? I think it would add an interesting dimension to um, the game. What they Speaking need. of Little Big Planet, did you guys see that someone actually made Mario Maker within Little Big Planet's what custom editor? What the heck? No, that sounds no I kid you not. Let, oh. me, let, me, let me pull this up That's for you. That's freaking yeah, madness. Legit. 
Little Big Planet. Like really intricate. Mario Maker. Oh. Yes. Like it's it's super impro oh like Game Explain made a video about it. Here yeah. you go. Check this out. Oh, check it out later. Damn. Freaking nuts, bro. <laughs> Holy fuck that video is loud. Wow, what a good oh, I didn't intro. see the uh, mis drawing that Misery did of Adam's family. <laughs> I like this. Oh, yeah. I, I decided to, like, reshare the Adam's family fan art I did. <laughs> I know a lot of people yeah. have been getting flagged how Wednesday looks now, but I think she looks cute. No, she's super yeah. cute. She has little, yeah. like, nooses for her ponytails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. <laughs> it's so cute. And they're also, I believe, mostly hand-animated. But also, if you ever mm. notice that they are not crashing or floating, your girl got you back. Oh. That's what I do. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait till they sell, like, wigs of it so I can cosplay with actual nooses on my hair. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But let's see. Next question. Uh, uh, Negi Kitsu question thoughts on the $350 Dragon Ball Blu-ray collection by Funimation. Dragon Ball Z. Cool. Dragon Ball Z. Is it Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball? Dragon Ball Z. Want... Whoops. That Stop sure it. is Dragon Ball Z of them to do. Yeah. Man, <laughs> how else are you going to watch watch Dragon Ball Z on home video? It's pretty awesome. Good thing they never made any other Blu-rays or DVDs. Yes. Yeah. Did they make Dragon Ball on Blu-ray? I don't think so. Does does Funimation care about Dragon Ball? Does the average person in America care about Dragon Ball? No, most people don't have taste. No. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. All I really know about Dragon Ball as of recent is the Broly movie that came out. Um, mm -hmm. Other than that... Broly for soup. Uh, we need new, more powerful Dragon Balls. We need Dragon Cubes. Mm. <laughs> oh shit! That's the next step. Um, yeah, and I have you a... can like stack them, Dra like Legos. Oh yeah, Dragon Legos. It's the future. Yeah, but uh, let's see other questions. Um, I mean, you guys can pick one and two if you guys want. Uh, where are you mostly looking from? Just like Twitch or? Yeah, Twitch. Yeah. Do you guys need a link? Uh, no, I got the Twitch thing going. I just wasn't sure if well, you were also one... if there was like Twitter or whatever going on. One question by Orange Pancake. Question. Do you I, think... I have a question. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, question: Do you think we'll see more horror animation TV movies or otherwise? I feel like this is a question we get very often because I know we've answered uh, it. Yeah, we we have. Like, when are we getting more horror cartoons? Uh, the answer is, ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't money. seen like a super like horror centric show like since I don't know Grim Adventures or Courage. It's like ages ago. Yeah, Street Ghostbusters was pretty horrific. There's literally an episode in which um, Stephen King knockoff like types up horror stories and kills wow. people yeah, Whoa. there's an episode that's literally a transformation fetish uh -oh. Um, uh oh is it the one with Janine? Yeah. <laughs> the one where she turns into a bug it's, it's just oh, me no. just looking through the episode being like who the fuck wrote this <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably oh a writer from uh, totally spies uh, oh. oh. <laughs> I forgot about over the garden wall that's pretty horror <sighs> too 
Yeah, over the goddamn wall. I have a question for the audience. Who here likes paper? <laughs> Me? It's okay. <laughs> what? What? What, kind, what kind of paper are we talking about? I use, I color digitally now, so forget paper. Maybe cardstock, but probably just printer paper is fine, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I like cardstock. It's... it's good for prints. Yeah, it's pretty good. I remember I used to like, I waste all my parents' uh, uh, printer ink and cardstock printing a bunch of like random JPEGs from DeviantArt and random magazine scans and putting them all over my wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good times. Based in paper. Now I, now, now I kind of feel guilty because none of those artists got any money from me printing stuff out. Um, it was 2008. It was a different time. Uh. <laughs> Gosh, that was over 10 years ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was in high school. Here's a question from uh, Rigi 1999. Uh, thoughts on the Phineas and Ferb movie that's been in development for years coming to Disney Plus? I mean, if that actually comes out, is it animated? I, I assume it's I'm, the animated. I'm assuming that it's like a 2D animated thing. Um, oh, I'd be so great if it was live action. All the other <laughs> live action remakes have been really good so far. It's going to be really based. Yeah. Um, I, I was just watching uh, Milo Murphy's Law yesterday. Um, at the, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure Milo be cute. Yeah. Yeah, Milo Morphine's Law. I've never seen Phineas and Ferb, so I don't really have an opinion. It's a really cute show. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very. It's very. It, when, it was during the time of like when cartoons were kind of having a bit of like a dry spell of like yeah. quality entertainment. It was, I believe, it's when like Cartoon Network and slash like YTV were doing like a bunch of live, live action. action, yeah. And then on Disney, Phineas and Ferb were yeah. like, ah, here's actually something kind of charming. So, uh, new animated <laughs> movie, or assuming that it's going to be animated, um, I'm hoping that it's stays in 2d because knowing a lot of properties like this they're like haha what if we do something wacky and turn them into 3d and it's like no please keep it 2d um yeah i like i'll watch it a phoenix and ferb i enjoy the fact that um it, the main characters are all these abstract shapes mm -hmm. and such and then background characters are super generic. Yeah, really. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I do believe that <laughs> the, the idea behind that um, that the creators had was that they want them to be uh, easily recreatable for tr children who watch the show so that they can draw their favorite characters. So it's like, ah, oh, just draw a triangle and there you go. There's Phineas. Yeah. They didn't I, do the rest of the background characters like that, too. It's I've, weird to, like, make them realistic looking, quote unquote. I've heard, like... Um, Phineas and Ferb's character designs were made in under a week. Like, I don't know if this is true or not, but supposedly that they wanted Steven Silver, the the Kim Possible character designer, to do the show. And uh, it was like they needed him to do it in under a week and he couldn't do it. So they just hired someone and that guy did it in under a week. And that's why everybody looks like that. Oh. Well, it saves time. <laughs> so I want... I want to believe that's the case because it sounds plausible. Well, I was just going to say, like, in terms of that new Disney streaming service, like, if it, all I really want from it is just to watch the classic Disney movies in HD, so I won't yeah. ever have to buy, like, the Blu-rays or anything. Yeah, yeah, forget friggin' physical media. I'm done with that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so, I don't know, like, Disney makes sense. If they release, like, the old TV shows, 
and like you know actually release um the last half of all the disney afternoon shows where we can finally watch those that'd be yeah cool. and hd um and disney and disney has the most like such a huge catalog that it would be worth doing disney plus as long as they put all their stuff mm-hmm. on there however i don't know how many more of these like companies can make streaming services before it like kind of, that market explodes on itself yeah, yeah. there's already like a canadian streaming service that like went out of business i don't exactly know why but it's interesting because i'm sure some of them will like fizzle out like that yeah and then also some of them are ridiculous um i know netflix is uh going to increase its price again already which uh isn't really a big deal for netflix because even if a couple hundred thousand people drop out the rest of the millions people who subscribe that's additional dollars to them (laughs) um but like like, for example, CBS All Access, I kind of want to get it exclusively for the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. But, like, $6 for one show. And I guess if you're into Star Trek. But it just it's way it too is. much. Like, I hope I hope yeah, that Disney, the... like, you know, actually does announce their, like, old cartoons, especially House of Mouse. I would love to see that in HD. Oh, that would be, that'd be <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, that would be so good. Yeah. Maybe like also. Yeah. Oh, I have a you, question. You can go ahead. No, 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 no. Go okay, ahead. Okay, I was just gonna I, say like subject, I hope so. they use it as a platform to like give us more, you know, cartoon animations. If they're not gonna be like in Disney XD, maybe use it for the Disney Plus or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Disney XD. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, someone said just buy it for one month. I have to wait for all the episodes to come out, and then I can. Do yeah. It. Um, but okay, so the question is: With the Disney buyout, with the Xenomorph Queen, does that make a Xenomorph a Disney princess? <laughs> Why should the Best Xenomorph princess. get get to be a princess first before the girl from Atlantis? No one ever yeah, cares about honestly. the girl from Atlantis. Uh, what the heck? Xenomorph is hotter. Eh. Oh, well, she no. can kill all the other princesses and just be the remaining one. That's what makes yeah. her hotter. <laughs> the, the Atlantis girl could kick her ass. Well. Maybe. Pam, her name is Kida. Yeah, Kida, that's her name. Well, Kida yeah. Kakash, I believe. I, I, yeah. I love, <laughs> why doesn't she get credit uh, as the first black princess? Damn it. I love that Pan's like ready to defend this character he doesn't even have <laughs> yeah. the name of. Look, I'll, why do people don't care about this? I don't even care about this. <laughs> Look, I'll call it how he sees it. It's like, why Why does no everyone ignore her? I believe the only reason I know her name is because I had a dog named after her. Uh, but yeah, oh. good question because she's awesome and I love her and she's voiced by Cree Summer, right? Yeah. yeah she's a rad actress. Um, in a lot of her uh, like actual official like promo and concept art, she's like whitewashed for some reason. Uh oh, I don't know well, why. Well, it's concept art, so you know they, they were figuring things out. Yeah, um, but like, God, that is such an underrated movie, and I wish that got. I believe there's like a tweet going around as well where it's like, "Hey Disney, instead of like." remaking beloved like classics that already have so much attention like why don't you bring attention to the stuff that didn't perform as well by doing like remakes or uh reimagining on the range live action what i'm talking about i would like for them to do that for like treasure planet yeah. yeah. Although I can't, I don't feel they can do that for, for do the movie for Atlantis since everyone's just gonna say this is just Avatar, which is just a bunch of other movies yeah. in a way. 
Like I've heard people compare Avatar to like uh, Atlantis too. <laughs> yeah. I, I think. I, I mean, Avatar is literally. Avatar is literally Titanic because it's two people from two different classes meet each other and then something big falls mm. off. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Same movie. Where's um, yeah, make an animated remake of uh, um Black Hole. Black Hole? You mean Black Cauldron? Fuck, you're old. No, no, I meant the black hole. <laughs> it's a Disney. It's one of Disney's early like sci-fi oh, horror movies that they uh, made. I get you. From like the, the '80s, it's too young for you, you know. Yeah. Even though we're the same age, I think so. You know, you wouldn't get it. Oh, hey! Someone asked yeah. uh, Pan. Ironically enough, because you were just talking about this, huh. um, Pan, would you be willing to sell any of your collectibles at Momocon? That means I don't think so, since that requires You're- putting it on the plane. I was going to say, because aren't you literally taking your stuff to a convention for a garage sale? Essentially, I'm going to a South Texas Comic Con, and I'm just going to, like, sell all this junk, like, essentially for, like, maybe, like, a dollar or, like, 50 cents. And it's like, look, take take these things. I don't want it. I just don't want this too much. I just love the idea of you going to a convention and not selling, like, merch or art. Just yard sale. <laughs> I mean, if I could, I would have, like, like <laughs> green AstroTurf floor on where my booth is have like a you know those those pink flamingo the plastic flamingo things there (laughs) (laughs) and i would just sit on like a one of those uh fold out uh garden lawn chairs people will probably want you to sign their sign your stuff yeah see people want want that sign their tummies fine no that's weird (laughs) what you calling something weird that's creepy i have a limit you know like i'm not doing that i don't know these people but what if it's a goth girl would you sign it it's like uh no i don't that's kind of weird not really not even if she's in a raven cosplay that's concerning because she's in a raven suit how do you one of my favorite picks for momocon is uh we found this raven cosplayer and i was a little tipsy and i made pan pose with her (laughs) for a photo and like Pan doesn't even attempt to do a normal pose. He does like a, kind of like a reverse um, uh, Will Smith, like pointing, you know, doing the meme uh-huh. where he's like, <laughs> look at the thing. Mm. But like he's po- not even doing it to her. He's just randomly putting his hands in What's your I thought process? <laughs> I don't know. It's a real life Raven cosplayer what? who didn't know who I was. So I was like, I don't know what, what to do. Would you rather him this do a weird. hover hand? I don't want to creep this oh, person God, out. Yeah. <laughs> like i don't know these are real people so it's like uh i'm too socially inept to like handle the situation you know yeah but it was really funny because it was me and jim and then you tummy no one was doing something with spo me and you (laughs) and my dog blue i'm never i'm not gonna leave my house in two days (laughs) okay here's a cool question if pikachu didn't exist then which Pokemon would you choose to be the new mascot? I from know. Any generation? Oh. Originally, they wanted Haunter. Meowth. Mimikyu. No, originally it was it was Clefairy. Yeah. Was supposed oh. to be I would still pick Mimikyu. This is very easily just a "What's your favorite Pokemon?" question. No, <laughs> no, it's got to be the mascot that represents the series. You got to think from any generation. Ditto. 
Um, <laughs> it has to be one. Like I would pick like maybe Squirtle, but it's like that's that's part of a trio, so you can't really put that. So Haunter. Who's the... <laughs> yeah, the go... no, the ghost that's Pokemon n- that eats mm. your dreams. <laughs> Perfect uh, mascot. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, Mew? Mew? Mew is pretty, could work. Pretty. Yeah. Yeah, Mew is really cute. Yeah, because you gotta yeah, make it cute n- enough to sell merch. Uh, I think yeah. uh, Meltan's pretty cute. I know that's like the newest Pokemon, but it's essentially hmm. a ditto, but not a ditto at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, it would have to be like cute and marketable. Um, it'd probably have to be a quote-unquote gender-neutral color ah. because if it was pink, then, oh, no, that's too girly. Yeah. Uh, but the, the Caterpie, you know, we can have Caterpie. <laughs> that's a good mascot. Here's one question. When will Crying Will Nutty be on the podcast? Well, I don't yeah. know him. I don't know. He's he's out there doing something sad. <laughs> yeah. There's some you could say that again. Corner. There's some questions which are being begged to be answered in the chat. <laughs> yeah. I haven't brought them up because this isn't my podcast, so I'm not gonna speak for it. <laughs> Shush. Wait, do you all know about that guy? <laughs> oh no. I didn't Wait, I'm confused. What question are we talking about? Don't so some guy, some guy on Twitter called Cry W Nuts. We don't, we don't talk about him. Uh, He's out there. S- He's just drawing my characters. It's really sad. He, he has this weird obsession with Stephanie. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> just in the corner masturbating while crying. Shush. I'm crying while nutting. The, the hey. face I'm making at Pan right no. now that he can't see is just God damn it. I, I didn't bring it up. It was Misery that brought it up. Blame her. Yeah, I just saw it in the chat. Sorry. <laughs> You fool. No, you're fine. It, it just uh, Pan likes to role play as multiple people. <laughs> it's, uh... Nice. Yeah. Hey guys, it's me, Stephanie Vasquez. What are you guys doing? <sighs> Hi, Stephanie. Oh, don't go back to your room, Stephanie. Go back to your room. No. Oh. Yeah, but I think this is the end of the podcast because we're done with this den of sadness. Yeah, we ended yeah, on the loop. So... And I'm Pan Pizza. Who are you people? I'm Izzy. I'm Princess Misery or just Misery. Yeah. Wait, is this like, uh, hi, I'm Pratt. Party Pratt on Twitter. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> you know. Flawless. <laughs> 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 Perfect. A plus. Never oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sure, I'm Carmen, or also known as Thukumskal on most social medias. Mm-hmm. And this was the pizza party. Oh, um, I don't know. I didn't get any pizza. Some more? Uh, yeah, where's that uh, pizza? Yeah. Let's, let's oh, not a name. No, no. At, at Momocon, we had the pizza party podcast panel, and there was someone that actually came up and was really disappointed there wasn't pizza in the panel room. <laughs> oh, gosh. Damn. Um. Look, that's a lot of pizzas. Like, how many, how many, how many, you know, how big's that room? How many people are there? And how many pizzas for everyone? You know, that's a lot. Mm. It was a packed room. Yeah. It's like, but there's not enough pizzas for everyone. This isn't like the, the soup kitchen, you know? Mm. It's like, you ain't getting your pizzas here. 
get out. Let's get. Let's order for this year. Can we order a pizza and just eat it on stage in front of? Don't them? even like yeah. talk or <laughs> answer any questions. No. Just lean into the microphone <laughs> and like chew. ASMR. <laughs> yeah, don't let the audience have it. Just watch us eat. And if someone tries to say something, you just stop eating and tell them to shut up and go back to eating. <laughs> Have someone yeah. like, hey, you, come here. Walk up to the panel, like the table, and just blow it in their face. Oh. Just throw it like a fucking frisbee. We- oh, God. Okay, I know a viable solution. I think, like, pizza pockets come in uh, boxes of maybe 40 or 20. So I think if we buy two boxes of pizza pockets, we could. Uh, no, not Everyone pizza. We can have a bite. Pizza bagels. Pizza bagels. That's Don't it. Don't even eat them up. Yeah. Just chuck them everyone, everyone gets a pizza bagel. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much for having us. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, so Princess X Misery, yeah. if you want. Links to everyone in the description. I'll type in my Twitter. Because I'm in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll do that too. So goodbye, every pony. Bye. Bye, party people. Bye. Bye.